Ladies and gentlemen, it is that time again to step in the ring with the greatest tag team in podcast history, Just Freaking Wrestling, the JFW Podcast, hosted by Travis D. And Dizzle J. We're here to bring you great wrestling conversation week after week after week after week after week until you get tired of it. Then we'll just keep on going because it's for us too. Yeah. Nobody's gonna stop us. Nobody's gonna stop us. We're, we're not contra- we're not contractually obligated no. to do anything but whatever we want to do. <laughs> exactly. Um, before we uh, get into the show and everything, which we are going to talk about the results of the Extreme Rules match, and we're going to dive a little bit into the Money in the Bank match coming up in two weeks. I just want to say thank you to everyone who took the opportunity to listen to our first show. Much appreciated. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, I hope I get some feedback on what you guys liked about it, something you didn't like about it. And also, you know, the whole basis of this show is to get you to be involved in it with us. So if you, you, know, you have an idea of something you want to do on here, just let us know. And, uh, you know, we'll be happy to do it because, you know, we do this show for you. But we also do it for us, too. Oh, it's fun. Absolutely. It's, it's more fun and more people participate. Exactly. Jay, how have you been doing? What have you been up to since last time we spoke? Anything uh, new exciting? Obviously working, watching wrestling. Yeah. Uh, you know, preparing for the show. Extreme Rules was last week. Watched that. I don't know how extreme <laughs> it got, really. It. I wouldn't even consider it like an Extreme Rules pay-per-view. I think it would be a mediocre, moderate rule. Right. Because, I mean, a lot of those matches, they weren't extreme. No. Um, as goofy as, like, because you even call it, they even called the main event an Extreme Rule match. But there was no difference between the match they had that's compared to any other, like, main pay-per-view match. Oh, no. Between a Fatal 4-Way, a Fatal 5-Way, there's no difference. Or a six-pack challenge. Whatever you want to call it, whatever organization you're in. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's not extreme. I mean, I guess it's five guys that could be considered extreme. But unless you got five guys with kendo sticks or maybe a five-guy bull, ro- bull rope match, I, I don't. It's something you could do on Raw. It's something you can do yeah. on SmackDown. It's, but it was probably one of the best matches of the night. I'll give them that. Um, no, neither one of us predicted the ending. That, that was surprising. That was I, surprising. I, I was shocked. Yeah. And we'll talk. We'll talk more about the main event. I guess the best way to do it is to start from the beginning. Right. So, um, did you watch, <coughs> did you watch pre-show? Did you see any of the pre-show? I didn't see any of the pre-show. They had. Uh, Apollo Cruz, I believe, and Kalisto. Is that how you say his name? Kalisto, yeah. That was actually a decent match. I don't think there was any extreme rules to it, though. I think it was just a regular match. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I like Apollo Cruz. Um, I feel that the biggest problem that they have with him is they can't really do much with him. I, I think he needs to come into his own, to whereas. You know, he's the happy, smiley face guy, and he's with Titus O'Neil, who is smiley face, but a little more on the sneaky side. Yeah, exactly. Pulling the tights and stuff like that. Do do these two belong together? Time will tell. But as of right now, the fit is just a little awkward for me. Yeah, what what I need, what I would want, I guess not, not much so need, but what I want is I want them to redo a new nation of domination oh, i would love to see a new nation have have mark henry just come back and yeah. just be he could be the new the guy yeah and i i thought that's what they're kind of going to go with when they were creating the new day so i think I, originally that's what i thought too because that the way they were going because new day started off as they're just a bunch of pissed off dudes mm-hmm. you know and then they evolved into these Main event tag team characters. I loved them like when I first saw it, and I, I don't know if this is wrong to say or not, but it was almost like a Baptist church kind of uh, yeah. promos and right. stuff they had, which I think that's exactly what they were. So, I mean, I don't want to be offensive in any way saying that, but like it was like all the clapping and like the jumping around. Well, shit, no, if, you, is, if you remember with their old, uh, it started off with almost a choir singing. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It, before Big E started doing the. Uh, um, they dry humping and shit. <laughs> and, <laughs> it, I I just would wish to do that. Maybe that's something I would love to do on a show in the future. Like maybe like what factions we would love to see remade and who would be in them. 
I mean, Nation of Domination, so you would have Mark the, Henry. Yeah, the New Day. The New Day. Oh, see, I don't know if the New Day would go in there though. I think I think a heel turn would be great. A heel, it, yeah. If they I think I think a heel turn with Xavier Woods and Big E going, but not Kofi, because I, I don't see Kofi as a heel. But I see it as a great way for Kofi to branch off onto his own again, because he did have that push. You know, back, you know, before he tag teamed with CM Punk and everything. When he was the IC tie, uh, champion. When he fought Randy Orton in that match and won. Right. He had a push. So, I mean, I think, like, because of the tag team, they, he got back up there again. He could branch out to be on his own again. But Big E and Xavier can be great heels. And I think you put them with Mark Henry, um, Apollo Crews, um, Titus, Titus O'Neil. I, I think it would work. You could throw Sasha in there, too, if you want. Well, then you almost crossed platforms at that point in time, too. Yeah, even though the uh, original uh, nation didn't have, like, that female presence, I think Sasha's the attitude. Sasha's a great heel. She needs she needs to find that healness again and become yeah. that. I'm, it seems like there are so many baby-faced women right now on mm-hmm. Raw. Yeah. I mean, Nia Jax is, I, I can't tell... Which way she's gonna go? Is she is she trying to play to the fans? Because the fans cheer for her sometimes. Other times they boo her, depending. But I'd I'd like to see her you, just you dominate. Know, you know, it's like well, so when you look at Nia Jax and you look at Tamina and you look at the Usos, they're all related and yeah. Roman Reigns. But those four are heels, and they're trying to push Roman as a good guy. Right. They can make him a heel. They can make the Swan Swat uh, Simone Swat team again. <laughs> That'd be awesome, right? You get the you get the Usos and Roman back together, the Simone SWAT team. You you know you make that nation domination. You could have, you know, you could bring back like a new four horsemen, like how they had Fortune and uh, TNA. You do a new four horsemen. You could bring back the Bull Club, and I call it the Bull Club because obviously that's a you know New Japan thing and a Ring of Honor thing. You have to call it something else. I wouldn't call it Baylor Club, but, you know, like they're gimmicking out that. Um, Basically, they they started calling it just the club. Yeah. So I mean, they could just do the club mm-hmm. as long as they don't go that aces and eights route or. No, I later NWO. I route. loved I loved that storyline. I'm sorry that that flopped. That aces and eights. It, thing. it it went it almost it, it when it first started, it was amazing. But like I think as soon as they started unmasking people. That they just unmasked, 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 unmasked. They they ran through that storyline really quick. Yeah. They probably could have dragged it out. Um, but we'll see that for later, Dave, because I don't want to take up all our time talking about something that we can get into much, much more detail in the future. Um, I do want to talk about the results of the pay-per-view, find out what our guesses were, who did we get right, who got wrong, and who uh, won the uh, predictions. I can't remember. I think I did. but uh, Of course you think you did. I, I think I did. We'll figure it out. The first match, which totally blows my mind why it was the first match, is the uh, Miz and um, Dean Ambrose, Dean Ambrose uh, Intercontinental match. Stipulation of the Extreme Rules match was if Dean gets disqualified, he loses the title. Right, where, where we had predicted, both of us. We both said Miz. Miz. Which, I mean, the, I mean, this whole match. And the thing is, like, I thought I was wrong. Because when you look at the match, the match is designed for Miz to win, no matter what. Right. So, and exactly what I thought was going to happen did happen. Um, he did get slapped in the face by his wife. This is true. Intentionally. This is true. And luckily, the ref, instead of disqualifying him, was like, you're an idiot. I know what you're doing. I'm throwing your wife out. Um, the biggest thing that bothered me at the end of the match is I didn't like that the ref made such a big deal about Ambrose hitting him. The, Obviously, the ref, ref took too long to make the call. Exactly. I mean, obviously, if... I mean, ref, or, I mean, intentional or not, no one's going to forcefully hit the ref that hard right. in a match that they know if they get disqualified in, they lose. Common Sense says, hey, obviously this hadn't been real. Right. But he walked around pretty much half of the entire ring to threaten to fucking ring the bell. Allowing Miz. Yeah, yeah, I, think, the... yeah I think it dragged out a little too much and it gave Miz that opportunity to hit the Skull Crushing finale for the win. One thing I did love is. Um, when Dean Ambrose was going for the power bomb on the Miz, uh, he ripped the uh, Miz pulled the turnbuckle uh, pad off with him. Yep. So when Dean would go hit him, he didn't. He realized last minute that the bu- uh, pad was gone and stopped, stopped himself. 
I love that that point when he turned around, Miz went for that high running knee that Daniel Bryan did. Yep. And Michael Cole called it a drop kick. I <laughs> laughed that he got it wrong, and I laughed harder when Booker <laughs> called him out on it. <laughs> I thought that was absolutely funny and amazing. I love Booker. Do you ever notice, like, I don't know if you paid too much attention to uh, Booker T commentating, but he kind of has, like, a heel thing going for him? I, I, see, I, was, I was trying to figure that out because he, he's up and down. Mm-hmm. He's not like JBL where he's just, like, pro. I mean, JBL is JBL. Oh, yeah. He, he's going to be for the guy who pulls the tights or anybody that's got a good clothesline, you know? Yeah. yeah I mean, and, I, and I like JBL. I mean, like, he always tries to put a positive twist on, like, a heel. Like, he doesn't say he likes the guy because he cheats and all that stuff. He's like, like, a guy who cheats, like, oh, he just got the wrong end of the deal. It's like, so he's, he's, trying, he's trying too hard to play politics. You, you got to do better. whatever you got to do to win the match. You yeah. Gotta, it, however you win, however you keep the title, that's how it goes. And to be quite honest, if I was in that position, I would probably kick somebody to nuts if I had to win the match to keep my title. A win's a win. A win's a win. Right? Count out, DQ, or a win's a win. A victory's a victory. Um, But, yeah, so... Miz hits Soul Crushing Finale. Miz ends up winning. I think we both picked him. Yep. So we're both tied right there. Right. Um, overall, your thoughts of the match. Do you think they could have done something different? I mean, obviously they obviously could have done something different. I think that it was a decent match. I'm thinking from the matches that these two have had before, though, it is not their best. I think it maybe, I don't know if these guys were tired when they got there that night or whatever was going on. But I don't think that they put on the best show that they could. And the stipulation was not extreme for me, especially if you have Ambrose, who is, I mean, where's the parking lot brawl? Mm-hmm. Or a stretcher match or something like that. That's where these two needed to be. And Miz is just about as every, every bit ferocious as Ambrose. And Miz has just been on a roll for the past, man, what, two years maybe? Yeah, he coming, coming back to the top. Yep, he's definitely getting that push. I believe he deserves. I mean, he's been there almost twelve years now. I mean, and he's done every WWE mm-hmm. movie they want him to do. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, like he he definitely deserved the push. Uh, I'm glad he won again. I, I'm glad he won. Um, I think they could have done some things differently. I don't know if Dean lost because they're looking to push him back towards a title, a different you know title picture or what have you, but. Um, who knows? Maybe somewhere down the road they got rid of that because maybe they're gonna build a storyline for maybe the Shield to come back because that would be awesome as well. Can I see I, that? I can, I can see that. One happen. more big match, oh, yeah. Survivor Series or something like that. So, three on three. Three on three. Who knows? Um. All right. So the next match uh, was the uh, it was the mixed tag, right? It was the mixed tag. All right. <coughs> Excuse me. So. It was, uh, we got Rick Swan, Rich Swan, and Sasha Banks uh, taking on Nomar Dar and Alicia Fox. I honestly don't remember who won this match because I think I fell asleep. It was Rich and Sasha. So they ended up winning. Um, Surprised me how this wasn't the opening match of the pay-per-view. Surprised me how this wasn't on the pre-match card. You would think that anything that has a title involved would be later on in the show. Especially in a continental title. To make the prestige that it has... Second main event, halfway through mid, you know, mid pay per view uh, match, right. something, not opening match. See, to me, I've always liked to watch the Intercontinental guys mm-hmm. almost more than the heavyweight guys, because those are the guys. I mean, every, the best of the best has held the Intercontinental title. Not all of the best of the best has held the heavyweight title. Exactly. And with the Miz, Miz's win, that puts him at number two for the most Intercontinental Championships won. Yeah, I'm not. Sure, I'm not sure if. Uh, I just, I kind of looking over this information I have here. Do you realize that the Miz Ambrose match was the second longest match on the card? Really? It was longer than the cage match. Well, maybe it was a better match than I thought because it didn't feel that long to me. Yeah. And, and that's what great matches do. Right. I mean, they, they seem like they just happen so quick. Um, but yeah, so the mixed match, uh, so Sasha and Rich won. I was always curious. I don't know if you kind of feel the same way or not. Do you feel like Sasha's kind of getting pushed off into the side? I feel like Alexa Bliss has come in like a storm and just taken over Raw's women division. Because yeah. she's the goddess of the women's division, apparently. I think I think they weren't expecting her to do that either. No. 
I mean, she is the first ever women's champion for both brands. Both brands. She held SmackDown twice. Yep. Now she holds the Raw. She's beat Bailey what twice now. It. I mean, congratulations to her. <clears throat> I think. I mean, I'm worried because seeing Sasha in a mixed tag match it's almost like we want to keep her relevant. What can we do? Right. Instead of obviously making a triple threat championship match, they put her in a mixed tag match. Um, Maybe this is this is what's going to cause that change in character for her is being left behind or whatever the case may be. That's true. I mean, it's, yeah. I, I need her to go back to a heel. I don't think her as a heel. She was hotter as a heel. I mean, she's hot in general, but definitely as a I, heel. I think she just has that look. You know what I mean? She just looks like mm-hmm. a heel. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not saying she looks bad. I'm not saying she looks good. I mean, she's a, good. A, lot but, of this, a lot of it's that attitude. Yeah. And what's weird is, like, like she's she's a baby face, but she still has that heel attitude. Right. That swag. You know? <laughs> she just covers it with a smile. She's, I mean, like, that's what it is. You throw a smile on, okay, all of a sudden she's a baby face. If she does what she's doing now but not smiles, instant heel. I, I think you'll see that aggression come back, too, mm-hmm. from her if that's the way she goes, which she needs to go that way because she was part of that 30-minute Iron Woman match, yeah. which is still probably one of the best matches women's-wise ever. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. And they just haven't had that same, of course, you took Charlotte away. So maybe her and Charlotte together. How, how do you feel about Charlotte being a babyface on SmackDown? I, you know, I I do and I don't like Charlotte all at the same time. I don't like that she's not original with her. <coughs> she stole her dad's thing, and I guess maybe that's okay because I think um, luchador style and their families you pass down yep. your moniker or whatever you want to call it. But I don't not. I like her as a heel. I I think she's just a badass. Mm-hmm. I don't want it. I want to see her just dominate. I don't want to see her. Oh, it's okay. No, fuck you. I'm gonna kick you in the face and yeah. get my title. She she has the ring ability to be the absolute best. That she doesn't need that flash promo shit that no. her dad did. And yeah, I mean Rick was a Rick was maybe a little not so much anymore. A great wrestler, but he doesn't have the technical skill that she does. The no. aerial skill. I mean, like he, you know, like you, you chop, knee drop, three, four leg lock. That's about it. That's and, what he and did. Fall off the top rope. Yeah, but you know what he? I mean, like I'm and nothing against him doing that because I mean, like he became famous in a heartbeat and stayed famous for 30, 40 some odd years, right. just doing simple things, and that's what's absolutely amazing. The only difference is, you know, Charlotte's absolutely just as famous as her dad was starting out, but now she's able to do a lot more, especially being a woman. It's very, very awesome. I would even consider her a little more successful than her father was at this point in time in her career. Yeah. Because I think, what, Nature Boy didn't become Nature Boy until well after, what was it, Nature Boy Buddy Rogers, or mm-hmm. the original? Yeah. After he had left, or, you know, in his twilight of his career. So I, and you got her coming up, and who who's to say she doesn't come into her own character and just oh, spring yeah. out of the limo driving and mm-hmm. yeah, she absolutely could. I mean, like, and it's good because like like she's wearing. I mean, I don't want to call them robes because they're not really robes; they're almost kind of like capes. But it, she has her own thing. It it kind of reminds me of like uh, the Wicked Witches in mm-hmm. Disney. Yeah, and that, that and that that's cool. I like it, and it it fits her. Is the queen, you know. She calls herself the queen. All she really needs is a little crown. She'll probably have it eventually. Uh, I'm sure. Absolutely. Um, Alexa Bliss and Bailey kind of stick on a pole match for the WWE Raw's Women's Championship. Alexa Bliss took the win on this one. It, Bailey just couldn't pull the trigger. What did we say? I, I said Bliss. I know that. I think I said Bailey. I really can't remember. Bliss is just, she can tap into a dark side like none other. They do call her WWE's Harley Quinn. Yeah, I mean, that's a valid point. It's weird, too, because I was watching uh, some old NXTs not too long ago, and you watch, like, when she debuted as this sweet, like, pom-pom cheerleader type. Yep. And then, like, her heel turn, I mean, like, it was quick, instant, no one saw it coming. 
and she just rode that fucking train, man. But she does a great job at it. You know, it's like she, it's not that she's like mean to people, she's just not nice to people. Right. You know, and she, she pulls it off. I mean, she, she's like that bitchy girl you went to high school with. They're like, you know, you found it hot, but her attitude is like, if, you know, if I could push her down a flight of stairs without being caught, I'm not <laughs> I'm not saying I would ever do it, but I get what I mean. I mean, yeah, like yeah, she, no, I understand completely what you mean. I'm not saying I'd ever push anyone down the stairs. I mean, the thoughts come across mine just like anyone else's, you know? Like, oh, no, she, she is the quintessential bitch. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And I mean, but she's good. She, I don't think I've ever been really disappointed in anything I've seen from her, except her, this is your life, Bailey. I heard that that segment was so bad, it's hard to find it online. Really? Like, Raw's, or like, Dirty's doing everything they can to eliminate. It was, oh, it, it was terrible. Like, I mean, it, I've been watching wrestling since I was like four years old, as, as early as I can remember, and I have never seen anything what, so terrible. What sucks is, is like, something happened with the recording, and I only got like half or, like, maybe just a third of that week's Raw. So I didn't get to see it at all. Oh, my God. It, I mean, you didn't miss it. I, but I want to see how bad it is. I mean, I just read I, about it. I think it. I still have it at my house if, I, you, want, if you want to come over. I need to see it because I, I just read about Because, like, first, like, like a boyfriend came out or, like, a crush or something like that. Yeah. And then, then they, like, her friend came yeah. out. And then they like made out in front they of each other. They made out. It was, I mean, like, it, it was I, I got to see it. I mean, it's like a train wreck. You, <laughs> you don't want to look, but you can't turn away, you know? <laughs> no, nobody wants to see the train wreck, but you're not going to not watch. <laughs> oh, shit. All right, so, yeah, I think you picked Bliss. I'm going to say I did pick Bla- Bailey. I can't really remember, but that sounds about right. So you're up by one. So we'll see how so far so good, right, for you. Huh. <laughs> Tag team match, uh, Cesaro and Sheamus versus the Hardys. Um, oh, you mean the legit Extreme Rules match? The only legit Extreme Rules match, yeah. The only one. The only one. Um, we both said Cesaro and Sheamus? Yeah, we both said Cesaro and Sheamus. Right. Blah, 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 blah. Back to back. No! No, yeah, I, picked, I, picked, I, no I picked the Hardys. Because I remember talking about how I was saying like, the Hardys were the only reason that they would stay relevant if they had oh, a championship. Oh, that's right. So maybe yeah, you, I mean, you, you probably did win this, man, because there's not too many matches. There's only two other matches left, and obviously I got the main event wrong. So yeah, so you did win this regardless. Well, we both got main event wrong. We definitely both. I can't remember the other one, but so as far as the tag team, um, how do you feel about the finish? Jeff got out. Matt was stuck in there. Jeff comes back in. I think Jeff took too long to come back in. If if I got out and I realized my partner wasn't out, I'm back in that ring. Mm-hmm. It just it just seemed like he took his time. Yeah, and then he did the whisper in the wind from the top. Yep. And he's pretty much out. <laughs> Matt had to drag Matt, him to the Matt door. Matt was dragging him to the door as Sheamus and Zara climbed up. Yep. How did you feel about that finish? I felt, honestly, I was happy because that's who I wanted to win. Did that finish make the match worth it? Though? I mean, did that, could that, did that affect? It, it, it added to the little extra drama. But at the same time, if I was Cesaro and Sheamus and I'm hanging from and I see these guys crawling out, I'm letting go. I'm falling on the floor. Regardless, I, I don't care. I will mm-hmm. twist my ankle. That'll heal in a week. I don't care. I'm going to become champion whether these assholes get out the door or not. Yeah. When it, the only problem I did have, and it's not it's not even a problem, it's an alternative to the finish. If, if I'm Cesaro or Sheamus and I'm heels, I'm not winning by climbing out. I'm winning by beating the shit out of Matt Hardy. And, and leaving them both out. laying there. Yeah. And then you walk out cocky, arrogant through that door. That's how I choose to win the match. You know, you know what? I, I think I like your win a little bit better than Yeah, what, I mean, it establishes them more as a heel. Like, like, you don't have to beat them up, but you want to. I mean, Sheamus has that mindset of, like, he's here to fight. He's a brawler. Well, when, when Sheamus first came in, he got a couple matches disqualified because he was just too violent. Mm-hmm. Like, who was it that he just kept knee-smashing? I think it was Mysterio. I think it was. It, it, I mean, that was a while ago. I, yeah, I mean, it was a long time ago. Sheamus I mean, has like, been... But I mean, like, that 
that would have been a great finish. Just for them just to beat the Hardys down to the point where they couldn't get up. I also read, uh, I can't remember where, but I read it online. Uh, somebody has a theory that the reason that they lost the titles is because they're easy to split the Hardys up and make them seem like a better sort of time being, potentially giving Jeff another push in WWE. Mm. I don't know. They're showing their, their, their prediction is that Matt's going to be upset with Jeff for losing. Going to attack him. He's going to become a heel. Jeff's going to become the face. Jeff's going to get a push. So like it was before. Exactly like it was before. I don't believe it. I don't think they should do it. I think I think the pushes for the Hardys being champions or anything more in WWE than what they are now is past. And they're not. They're I not. Think, I think you'll see them go to SmackDown and probably win those titles too, just so they say they did. Um, I, I really don't want to see Jeff Hardy in a main event picture. I like the Hardys. I, I mean, but. There's a difference between being in your prime in wrestling and being popular in wrestling. Right. I mean, they're very popular because of the characters they developed, but they're not who they used to be. I mean, they're still they're still able to go out there and do their shit, but I think their their time as being single competitors is gone. People want them to be the Hardy Boys. Right. Not Matt Hardy version 1.5, because he can't be version 2 because he's not as much as he used to be. Or the, what the fuck he's called? The Enigma? Oh, the Enigmatic. Oh, man. I don't remember what it was, but yeah, yeah something Enigma. Yeah, but he's, not, but he's not that anymore. I mean, they, they need to be just the Hardy Boys. Do the tag team thing. Build up tag teams, you know? But remember when he was the Enigma, like when he did the Enigma thing, weird was weird still. Yeah. And, and today, mm-hmm. to be weird, you have to be really yeah. freaking that was weird. Back, that was back when he was wearing all that glow-in-the-dark paint and shit like that. Which is know? what he was doing when he left Impact and mm-hmm. that stuff. But will we see the birth, or the rebirth of Broken Matt? I don't think WWE wants it. Because it was not created there. But it was created by Matt. It wasn't created by Impact. Yeah, I just, I, I don't... I don't know if they do. I, I, I think I think there'll be some kind of legal issue somewhere. Somebody's well, they, they've about. been talking about that stuff where they've been going back and forth with the legal, the legal aspect of it. But who knows? I yeah. just I just don't want to see. Like I can see them going for maybe the Intercontinental or maybe the U.S. title. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna put Hardy Jeff Hardy in a match, put him in a match with Brock Lesnar and let Lesnar just beat the piss out of him. I don't know. I don't even want to see Brock around anymore, really. No, I have no doubt. Um, Neville Austin Aries submission match. Neville won. I, I think neither one of us predicted that. No, I went with Austin Aries because he had a submission. Right. He, I mean, like, that was him. I, I didn't watch, I'm not going to be honest, I didn't, I'm going to be honest with you, I didn't watch the match. I, I, uh, you know, it was a very long week for me, so I was in and out of the pay-per-view. Yeah. It didn't. A lot of it did not just keep my attention. Yeah, so I mean, I I can't even tell you what happened. Like, like I really have no. Let's uh, see if I can find anything real quick about it. Um, and potentially that could have been the best match on the card. It probably was. It, it probably <laughs> was. We just, it. I mean, you know, I, I didn't have it on the TV. I had to watch it through my phone, and I got the kids with me and everything. So, I don't know what happened. Um, there was not much discussed then. Neville did win. Um, I'm tired of Neville holding the championship. Give it to somebody else. Austin Aries. I think he does deserve it. He probably should have won. I, think, I don't think... I think Aries is too good for 205 Live. Yeah. I think he should be... He should be fighting for U.S. titles and Intercontinental titles. And then definitely would love to see the world title or the universal title on him. Yeah, they won't do that. I know they won't do that. And that's sad because they put it on Rey Mysterio. Yeah, but I think that was just a fluke thing. I think it was because of the whole Eddie thing and then something else and they had to put it on somebody. Yeah, I think it was around that time where you know they had all the suspensions and shit. And nothing against Ray. He's a great competitor, a great wrestler. But at that time, like, he probably was the most popular guy who didn't 
you know, get popped for, you know. Have you ever watched Austin Aries go with Smojo? Probably not since TNA. Those are great matches. And they've gone both ways. Either Smojo wins or Austin Aries wins, obviously. Those are the only two that can win. But they, they've been amazing. I think he could work a big guy. I think he could beat a big guy. You got Kalisto running around. Dude, he's yeah, not a 205 live. He should be. Him and Sankara. Is Sankara even around anymore? I think Sankara maybe on Raw. Kalisto's on SmackDown. No, Kalisto's on Raw. Kalisto's on Raw. So Sankara's, Sankara's on SmackDown. Maybe I just enjoy Kalisto, so I think he's on SmackDown. Yeah. Uh, main event. You main got event uh, Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, Bray Wyatt, Samoa Joe. Not a million years did I would I say Samoa Joe wins. And in his rookie, basically his rookie season. That's his first main event. Yeah, that's his first pay-per-view main event for Daddy, and he wins. I, I would have picked anyone else. Yep. Anybody else before I? I mean, before I pick Samoa Joe. It's not that I don't think Samoa Joe can have a great match with Brock Lesnar. I just think of everyone, somebody else would have got pushed more. I thought Bray Wyatt. I think I chose Bray Wyatt. Pretty sure I chose Bray Wyatt because I thought Bray Wyatt was going to come here to win the championship. That's why he didn't hold the title long enough in SmackDown. I think I was on the same page as you, except I, I wanted to see the go-between between Paul Heyman and Bray Wyatt. Yeah. yeah. So I, Next night, Joe cut... Joe did the promo and talked about how he wanted to be the next big thing, how he wanted to be a Paul Heyman guy. Did he choke out Paul Heyman? And then he choked out Paul Heyman. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about that frog splash that Seth Rollins did um, through, uh, oh crap, what's, which one? I mean, I, 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 I enjoyed that match. I think he did a great job. I think everybody did a great job. Uh, the... The spear through the wall. Oh, yeah, because through wall, Joe and Balor. Yeah, the wall's getting a little played out now. It's like the Spanish announce table, yeah, you know what I mean? That, that thing is busted up every pay-per-view. It, it was a good match. I mean, like, not too extreme for what I would consider extreme rules. No. But it was great. It was, no. it was an absolutely good match. I, I still can't believe that uh, Samojo won, but... Hopefully the match he has with Brock Lesnar is good. I mean, he's an opportunist, and he might be the next, you know, edge. Whatever opportunity comes his way, he's just gonna choke yeah. out. Hopefully, I would. I would love to see him beat Brock. I want to see Brock tap so bad. <sighs> I doubt Brock would ever do that. To choke him out so he can't move. That'd be good. Pass. He passes out. Absolutely. Overall, how do you see this pay per view? Out of ten, yeah, I'd give it out of ten. Out of ten, I'd say I'll be nice and give it a five, only because I did enjoy two of the matches thoroughly. How about you? I say five. I mean, like for Extreme Rules, it wasn't an Extreme Rules show. I mean, like the the name explains what kind of pay per view it should have been. Right. You know, table matches, ladder matches, you know, whatever. I mean, I granted got TLC. Fights, you know? Street fights, false count anywhere. You know, last man standing, whatever. You know, but it was still a good match. It was still a good pay-per-view. Um, it's definitely worth checking out if you haven't yet. Um, yeah. It, yeah I, it's good to look at the highlights. I don't know if I would check out the whole pay-per-view. Well, I mean, you fast forward. For, for whatever reason, they got that is the drifter just singing in the middle of the damn show. I didn't even have a match. I'm a good wrestler. I just don't understand why he was there. I, I think they're kind of just like, listen, we don't know what we're going to do with you yet. He's got to walk around and strum. I feel like he's just walking around like, well, I'll be able to go to the ring and play my guitar. <laughs> Who's going to stop me? The Rock did it. Yeah. Oh, shit. Well, <laughs> with the ending of uh, Extreme Rules occurring... Uh, we kind of dive in a little to the next review coming up, which is uh, Money in the Bank. Uh, we're not going to so much do predictions, though. I kind of just want to talk a little bit about Money in the Bank, the history of it. And uh, for those of you who are following us on Facebook, if you're not, you can find us at JFW Podcast. 
we put a status out there uh, asking you guys to be part of the uh, show and create your own uh, fancy Money in the Bank um, tag team match, which has never been done before, which I think would be an excellent idea for some time in the future. Um, nobody participated, so shame on you people. <laughs> but again, you know, we're new. We're still starting out, so hopefully sometime in the future you guys do get more involved with us. So we're going to talk a little bit about what our fancy tag team Money in the Bank would be. And if we have a little time over, we'll do our fancy uh, heavyweight Money in the Bank championship as well. Um, always saving best for last. Uh, DJ, you go first. <laughs> All right, so we had discussed this beforehand. So mine, mine is probably a little lackluster. It just happened to be some of my favorites. Um, so tag team Money in the Bank match, I got the Rockers. Shawn Michaels, Murray Gennetti. They're awesome back in the day. I had the Motor City Machine Guns. I had the Usos. Preferably with the Uso Asylum. but And I got the Young Bucks. Who are currently in New Japan Pro Wrestling. That's, I mean, to me this would be the high-flying. That, that, and that's what I saw when, uh, when you showed me this was... I mean, what I picked was more brawlers, a little, little high flying, like very little high flying. Yeah. Yours is mostly high flying. I, I just like I like seeing people come off those ladders and just hitting these incredible yeah. moves. Or you, you notice neither one of us picked Eminem. Nobody wants their face shattered. No God. Oh man, I remember watching that. That was that gross. Was, that was unbrutal. That was gross the second time. Like, rewind. <laughs> you gotta watch it. I mean, like, <laughs> what the hell just happened? Um, I don't know. Like, this has I, become one of my favorite matches, though. Money I look forward to Money in the Bank. I enjoy Money in the Bank. I, I like it better. <coughs> and I like when it comes down to um, the Money in the Bank that's coming up in a couple weeks, or even the uh, number one contendership match from uh, Extreme Rules. I don't like odd number of uh, contenders. Yeah, it does make it. It does make it a little I'm, weird. I'm not. I'm not a fan of triple threats. I'm not a fan of five way matches. I like when people can pair off and have like battles with each other, because most of the time you have one guy laying around and shit because they have nothing to use, utilize them for. It's like, hey, I met you in the gut. You just lay over here for like five ten minutes until right. you know you can make a return. But so that's the biggest thing I probably won't like uh, when it comes to the five way money in the bank ladder match that's coming up in two weeks, uh, which uh, that includes. What, AJ Styles, Baron Corbin, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Sami Zayn, and um, Shinsuke, Shinsuke, Shinsuke. Yeah, Shinsuke. Shinsuke Nakamura, Shinsuke Nakamura, yeah, no, Dolph yeah. Ziggler's in there, oh yeah, Dolph I think it's, I think it is six, no, it's only five, are you sure, pretty sure, maybe, me, maybe Kevin, in here in the I don't internet. think Kevin Owens is in it, I'm pretty sure Kevin Owens is in it, I don't think Kevin Owens is in it, Pretty sure Kevin's on it. No KO. No to KO. No, I'm telling you, he's in it. I'm gonna get something. Oh no, go look up. He's not in it. No, I'm gonna. I'm looking it up right now. Yeah, but he's not in it, so you don't have to look it up. Kevin Owens is in it. Kevin Owens is not in it. Yes, he is. He's not in it. Then, then who's he facing? He's a champion. He's gonna. He's gonna have a match. Who's he, he facing? I don't know yet. Somebody. Pretty sure he's not in it. That's okay. We'll uh, we'll spend we'll spend this portion of the show just like. <laughs> oh my god. I'm telling you, he's in it. No, I, I hear what you're saying. But I'm telling you, you're wrong. I'm not wrong. Oh, she isn't. Yes, no, he. No, he's not. Yes, he is. No, he's not. Yes, he is. When did they put him in there? He got put in there the night they announced him. He came out flapping his jaws and. Shane put him in there because Shane knows what's best for business. I must have missed the part where they added him because, like, I just saw the part where he came out prematurely announcing himself in it, and Shane said he wasn't in it. So maybe if that, it, had, it, it, it it evolved from that. Oh, okay, so I, okay, so I didn't see that part. Okay, that makes sense. Then good. I'm glad there's six. Not a fan of him being the championship, being in it though. I hate dual champions. I hate champions going for other championships. If you have one, that championship should be the only one you need to focus on until you find something else. 
regardless if it's heavyweight championship, U.S. championship, cruiserweight tag team, whatever. You own a title, you make that title the most important title in the company, and you run with it. So he needs to lose it to somebody. Don't care who, somebody. Dolph Ziggler shouldn't be in the match either, but that's just my opinion. I think Dolph should be in the match. Dolph should go to TNA. D- Dolph has been overlooked for too long. Yeah, he needs to go to TNA, New Japan. Anywhere where he could get um, put up there. I mean, look at Drew McIntyre. He was with 3MB, and then he went to TNA became champion. The next, and then they brought him back. Now he's in NXT, growing stuff up. Maybe that's what Dolph does. Maybe Dolph needs to branch out for a while. Maybe come back later. I, I mean, maybe so, but Drew McIntyre was much younger than Dolph Ziggler is. I'm pretty sure. <coughs> maybe. All right. Um, my prediction, or my dream team for tag team money in the bank, the best uh, teams. So I pulled a WCW team, a WWF team, an ECW team, and a TNA team, and I think uh, it's definitely a lot better than yours. <coughs> so good. It's, it's all a matter of opinion. Yeah. <laughs> so from TNA, I went with beer money. I, I enjoy beer money. From ECW, I went with the Dudleys, awesome. which blows my mind how you didn't go with the Dudleys because I think they won more championships as a tag team than any other tag team in the world. They're like a 25 or 26-time tag team champions. Yep, and you did not, you did not put them in nope. your inaugural tag team Money in the Bank match. Yeah, neither one of us picked the Hardys either. I don't want to see the Hardys in a ladder match. I've well, seen the Hardys I've seen the Dudleys in a ladder match. <laughs> Whatever. And, um, and the greatest ladder matches ever. We've seen these guys in. WAF, I want the New Age Outlaws because I love the New Age Outlaws. I mean, before DX, after DX, during DX, they're always amazing. I think I fell in love with the tag team of New Age Outlaws when they had that hardcore match with Catch Jack, Chainsaw Charlie, pulling a dumpster and threw them off. I loved how they recreated that with Braun Strowman and Kalisto. And uh, the, the stage was like maybe like three feet off the ground. Like it was like some kind of like big thing. Yeah. When back in the day when they did it the first time it was, it was like it was a good, eight, ten, yeah. yeah. It was a good eight, ten feet off the floor. And then uh for WCW I went with Hollywood Blondes. Which is is probably not too many people know who they are. If, no. I mean I know who they are. That's right. I, I, I remember him sitting there I, doing I, his little film. The film thing, absolutely. If you don't know who the Hollywood Blondes are, it's a WCW tag team that consists of flying Brian Pillman. And stunning Steve Austin, which most of you will know him as Stone Cold Steve Austin uh, on WWE. But back in the day, he had blonde hair. Yeah. He uh, his finishing move was basically just a guillotine on the uh, top rope. The stun gun. Yeah, st- I mean, but the Iowa Blondes were a great tag team. If they they should never split them up. I remember listening to Austin's uh, has um, interviews over and over, and when they talk about Hollywood Blondes, he said they should never split them up, but. All things and for reasons, putting him up made who Stone Cold is now. Um, well, imagine what Brian Pillman would have been if he didn't uh, leave the scene so yeah, quickly. That's true. R.I.P. Brian Pillman. Um, so, yeah, so you got the Hollywood Blondes, New Age Outlaws, Dudley Boys, and Beer Money. If you had to look at my team, who's winning money in the bank? I mean, I would go Beer Money. But I am a huge fan of Rude and Cowboy James Storm. I think Rude has a vicious cycle like none other, and Cowboy probably just show up drunk and just get it done. Absolutely. Put a six-pack out and just bash it over people's heads. Yeah, there's six other people there. (laughs) I was like, holy shit, there is six other people there. I was was going to say uh, the Hollywood Blondes just because their sneak tactic. I think they can find a way to get through it. I think, I think Austin is pretty durable, too. Mm-hmm. And, well, Pillman looks fucking insane. Yeah. Well, when it comes to uh, the, your choices, who are you saying would win that money in the bank? Oh, I'm Motor City Machine Guns. That, that they're, in their prime, their combos that they mm-hmm. would do were just amazing and... You know, would knock these guys on their ass. I I've only seen a little bit of the Young Bucks. I just know that they are one of the top tag teams over in New Japan. I got you. I got you. 
Um, I was gonna, I was gonna say uh, more city. Absolutely, I think. Um, I think of all of them. I mean, of all of them, like they're. I remember their tag team matches. I mean, like they got their asses handed to them multiple times, yeah. and they always came up. And oh, yeah. their, their, like tag team moves that they did together were impactful too. High Flyers, great, great tag team. Uh, it was unfortunate what happened to Chris Saban to make the team uh, dissolve, but. Yeah, I don't um, know if Shelly's still around or not. I haven't really heard a whole lot from him. I'm not sure either. It was crazy, like, when he started out, because, like, he wasn't really considered a wrestler. He was a camera guy for Kevin Nash. Right. So. But, awesome. Um, yeah, so we're going to post these up on the Facebook, and we're going to let you guys choose who had the better choices. Um, don't don't hurt uh, DJ's feelings too much when you pick mine. But we know. I, I, feelings? Where are these feelings? Yeah, we, know. we know. You're going to be hurt a little. I'm not going to be hurt at all. <laughs> um, we got about... Uh, we got about 13 minutes left in the show. You want to get to uh, the you want to do you want to uh, money in the bank dream dream match for uh... yeah why not okay why not well I guess I, I I went first last time so Travis what is your dream team I'll go first all right so this is basically our dream money in the bank ladder match for a heavyweight title contract and the uh, concept of this was any team from any company from any era. Um, it's a fantasy uh, choice, so, I mean, like, really, there's no, like, I don't want to hear people say, like, well, that could never happen. You're, you're already because justifying your picks. I'm just fine. <laughs> I'm just fine both of ours. Because <laughs> I'm going to tell you why to yours in a minute here, you know, when we get to yours, you why, yours why, why yours would never work. <laughs> and how mine, if he really wanted to, could figure out a way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so uh, we each picked six. Uh, I came up with the Olympic gold medalist, uh, Kurt Angle, the Raven, the Dark Sting, the greatest championship uh, champion in the world, Brutal San Martino, Steve Austin, the Texas Rattlesnake, the Nature Boy, Ric Flair, which is another great, great champion. And to top it off, a little... Uh, I also added in Surfer Sting. Surfer. So you get both stings. You get you get the eighty sting and you get the ninety sting. So about twenty minutes ago, you were telling me how Rick Rick Flair was a terrible worker, and you picked him. No, 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 no. I didn't say he was a terrible worker. I said that he only did a few moves and he made it work. (laughs) He's a showboater. The dude, the dude is popular when he gets his ass kicked. But when you look at this, like if you're going to pick a dream team to create the first ever like impossible, would love to see Money Bank Lair match. How do you not include the guy who held the most championships out of anybody? Until John Cena wins his next one. Yeah, but still, I mean, this guy won titles over three decades. But with John Cena, they crammed no, him all. We in are the talking years. like. Old WCW, Ric Flair, okay. AWA. So when we do these, I want to think considered prime. in their prime. Okay. So so NWA, Ric Flair, you know, NWA, Surfer Sting, 90s, ACW Sting. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, early 2000s, Kurt Angle, 1960s, 71 Bruno. we're going to be playing the video game. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to make these matches. Yeah. And, of course, you know, 1997... Uh, 98 Steve Austin, you know, right after Ringmaster, right after the King of the Ring and all that shit, right when he came into his, you know, who he is. So, yeah, these are primes and everything. And granted, yes, you know, two stings in one match, <laughs> not realistic, Jeez. but at least all my guys are still alive. <laughs> so, in reality... You got three guys that are going to yell woo at each other all match long. <laughs> In reality, if they wanted to make this match, they could do it. <laughs> You're out your damn mind. <laughs> so we got this clone of 1980s Sting and this other 1990s Sting. Yeah. I will say, I will say, in your defense, at least half your guys are still wrestling today. So I'll give you that. You're looking at it like you're questioning me. Half these guys still wrestling yeah, I today. Know. 
I know he's dead. He's retired. God knows what CM Punk is doing besides losing. Yeah, on all right, let's, yeah, let's let's continue. Go ahead. All right, so number one, Eddie Guerrero, Christopher Daniels, the Fallen Angel, Petey Williams, which is the one you really don't like. It makes no sense. It, I it, I don't care if it makes sense. That's it, who it, I want to see. Scott Steiner Jr. Except better. Scott Steiner Jr. Yeah, with with less he steroids. Just like Scott Steiner. That's when they were in the tag team together. He dressed like Scott Steiner. And he, much better wrestler than Tyler. Mm. CM Punk, Rob Van Dam, and my callback, the Macho Man. Okay, well, two are dead. Two are dead. One, um, one this isn't. is the dream match, asshole. Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. got, you got two of the same guy on your team. He's alive. <laughs> He's alive. <laughs> I, I, I like yours because yours is almost like. The money and bank that you create for the guys who have that very that have the opportunity that never comes across too often for them. I think that's a lot of what I was going for too. I mean, like, because like when okay, so when you look at mine, when you look at like okay, so you got Kurt Angle, you got Steve Austin, like okay, so Kurt Angle, Stone Cold Steve Austin, the Nature Boy Ric Flair, Bruno San Martino, and obviously you know you can't take away stings, you can use them in or whatever. They were groomed to be champions, right? You know, I mean, like, obviously, you know, Steve Austin, uh, stunning Steve Austin, ringmaster, not. But Stone Cold Steve Austin was. Well, when he finally came into yeah. his. Yeah, so so when you look at mine, these are guys who are given opportunities, you know, to where you look at yours. Like, Eddie Grill was probably never designed to be a world champion. Cruiserweight champion, be a lucha guy. And he broke through and made it happen. CM Punk, I don't think anyone who looked at CM Punk in, like, the 90s ever said... Hey, oh. this indie wrestler is going to be in WWE yeah, and be one of the longest reigning current champions. Um, RVD, same thing. Great television champion in ECW. I don't think anyone ever thought he was going to be an e, uh, a WWE champ. Macho Man was probably the one guy out of the entire six you have that potentially was groomed to be great. But still, I mean, like, you know, when you look at who you have, I like it that it's guys who probably would never have an opportunity not have that opportunity. I love P.D. Williams for the Canadian Craw Destroyer. That's one of the, I mean, to me, that's one of the most fantastic I like finishers him, yeah. ever. I liked him after the stupid Scott Steiner character right. thing. Yeah. Uh, Team Canada, I didn't like him in because he was just, to me, he was just generic. Right. And the Steiner thing, I think it was just stupid. It was just a way for them to fucking make something funny. But I do like, I do like yours in the sense that it's opportunities given to guys who barely had it. Yeah, I went, I went more the SmackDown way. You're more raw. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, I like yours, too, because is it is it funny to look back and see Kurt Angle with hair? You look at pictures yeah, and like, yeah. what the fuck is wrong with you? I know. Right? But I, I love all these guys, and one way or another, you know, I obviously didn't get to see a whole lot of Bruno, but I've watched a whole lot of footage. Yeah. And I think, who would you pick to win your match? My match, I think, would have either gone to if I had to, if I had to narrow it down, it would either have been uh, Surfer Sting or Ric Flair. Um, I think it would end up just being Ric Flair because you know when you look at that dirtiest player in the game thing, he would have found a way to win. Especially back in the day, he found any way to win those titles. Um, I think it would just end up being him. I mean, like every I mean everyone in this match has the opportunity to do it. But I think Ric Flair would have found a way to be that guy to climb that top uh, rope. I think when he looks at when you look at the uh, Surfer Sting, which is probably the most energetic guy, even compared to Kurt Angle, the most energetic guy in this match. Yeah. Um, I think he would dominate the entire thing. I think Ric Flair would lay low until the right moment, knock Surfer Sting off, and then get the belt. And I think that would create a great, uh, a great rivalry, which they had many of them oh, yeah. for the future. But I would give it to Sting. Surfer Sting, not uh, Surfer Sting. not Crow Sting. Not I think, did I say Raven Sting earlier? Yeah. And then Crow, Crow Sting. Crow Sting. Um, I honestly, I think for you, for your match, to me it'd come down to two people. And that'd be Stone Cold and Bruno. Because I could just see these two whooping the shit out of everybody. Mm-hmm. And then getting in the ring and just boom, 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 boom. But Bruno takes it. Bruno is just a, I mean, he's a beast. If he didn't 
if things weren't going the way he wanted when he was in the ring, he made them go the way he yeah. wanted. Um, I bet everyone else picks Kurt Angle. Think so? Yeah, and it doesn't surprise me if they do. Uh, they're a great athlete. I just don't think. I think that if you're going to take somebody out first, mm-hmm. you take out Kurt Angle, who is probably the most technical out of all these guys. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think I think he'd be the odds-on favorite. But when push comes to shove, the end of the day, you gotta look for strategy, and who knows the business, and nobody knows this business better than Ric Flair. But you picked Sting. I didn't pick Sting. No, I picked Flair. You said Surfer Sting, didn't you? I said Surfer Sting would dominate, but uh, at the end, Ric Flair would be laying in wait. I, I could see. You know, like, surfacing, like, because like I said, like, he would have more energy out of everyone, even including Kurt Angle. He would just dominate. And when he's climbing, Ric Flair, who was laying in wait, would take the opportunity, knock him off the ladder. I could still see that in my head, (laughs) Mm -hmm. too, because I could see Ric Flair doing that. Absolutely. Uh, When it comes to yours, of all these people. (laughs) You act like I picked the worst wrestlers in the world. No, no, I'm just saying, like, because, like, of all these people. You want to go for the underdog, the choice that, you know, they would make. To me, it would come down to, honestly, you know, Christopher Daniels or CM Punk. That's interesting. Um, if I had to choose, see, like if, if, if I used the same logic I did with mine, it would end up being Eddie, the lane and wait, you know, find your opportunity. The lie, the cheat, the season. Exactly. Um... You want to look at uh, yours is actually harder than mine for me to choose because logically you would want to go with Chris or Daniels or Petey Williams, those great underdogs. I would want to lead towards Chris or Daniels. Are, more. are we still considering Daniels an underdog? Yes. Multiple time tag team champion, ROH yes. heavyweight champion, really? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. He's put on some epic matches with AJ Styles. I have no doubt. But I guess in this match, yeah. him and Petey Williams would be the underdog. When Yeah, when you look at Eddie Guerrero, if you put anyone in a match that includes Macho Man Randy Savage, they're the underdog. Because <laughs> <laughs> Macho is Macho Man. And then, like, me, because, yeah. I always feel like if, I Ma- it, if I, Macho would have came out 10 years later, that, that, that he would have ruled the Attitude Era. Yeah. I get what you're saying about considering uh, Daniels a underdog, but uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Punk. If you if you go if you want to go logically, Punk's won this twice. He had, he has the experience in the match. So um, Rob Van Rob Van Dam won it once. Yeah, but it's I, th- I think I think Punk would find a way to make the match go in his favor. I think you can figure it out. I would have to go with Punk. Very closely with Daniels, but definitely Punk. I'm I'm saying I have to go with Macho Man only because I think that insanity trip would just kick in, and then you know he's yeah. he's you know he's gonna get on that ladder. Like I told you earlier when we were talking about this, it's like. It ain't over yet when you hit this guy from up here and just <laughs> drop the elbow straight down, top of the ladder, and get back up and just climb up and spin his finger all the way up. Yeah, um, I mean, I I, would, I I think Macho could do it too. I RVD would probably be my least logical on this because I think he would try to hit that high spot and miss. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just, he's just too overconfident in himself to win a match like this. Yeah. At least in this scenario. Mm-hmm. And Eddie, Eddie to me would be, if it wasn't Macho, it'd be Eddie for me. Yeah, it's, I don't know. I like doing these. These are fun. We're going to do more of these. Um, I'm going to put these up on Facebook so you guys can uh, kind of see who we chose. And, you know, you guys uh, you guys can vote on. Decide who you think uh, would win all these matches, who, who made the best card. You know, who's the best general manager here? Um, and create your own. You know, let's have some fun with it. You know, get interactive. You know, we'll mention you and your choices on the podcast if you want to get more involved in it. Um, I think that's about all we got. That's it for this week. Awesome. So next week we're going to do our predictions on 
uh, Money in the Bank. We're going to talk a little bit more about the pay-per-view. Uh, we got some indie shows that are coming up as well. Uh, I think uh, we're going to be in Maryville next Saturday. Be in Maryville next Saturday. At uh, Fire Pro. Is it Fire Pro? So, um, yeah, let me get some information out real quick because I would love to talk to them. If anyone here knows anyone from Fire Pro who can get in touch with us, please let us know because, like I said, like this, the biggest reason we're doing this podcast is to help uh, get more involved in the indie scene of pro wrestling. So, um, definitely any help to find anybody uh, who... It's part of Fire Pro, so it's Fire Pro Wrestling. Uh, it's going to be Fire Pro 135 next Saturday, June 17th. It's at the Fire Pro Wrestling, I guess maybe the Fire Pro Wrestling Center. Uh, 7071 Broadway in Maryville, Indiana. Next Saturday uh, starts at 6.30. So uh, if you're there, you know, meet up with us. You know, you really can't miss us <laughs> because uh, we're, we can't we're, think we're of the, we're, we're the two fat, bearded, hairy guys. Yeah. Yeah, who uh, can't really shut up. Yeah. So, yeah, so if, uh, if you're going to be out there, um, I'll Fire have, Pro. I'll have Dizzle Jr. with me, too. Dizzle Jr. will be there. Little Diz. Little Diz. Um, so, yeah, so if you're out there in Maryville, stop over at Fire Pro, come say hi to us and everything. We'll take some pictures, sign some autographs and shit like that. Hey. Why the fuck not? We won't even charge you. Hi, <laughs> right, well, as always, I am Travis Steve. I'm Dizzle J. Time to ring the bell on this episode. Peace.